to another episode of the Modern Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Bree Brown, a lettuce-hating, wine-loving, curses-like-a-sailor, recovering perfectionist. Having thrived in a male-dominated, commission-based industry, I'm passionate about helping women boldly pursue their life goals. In this space, we build confidence with our mindset, manifestation, and spirituality. I believe that your life manifests as a result of who you are, not what you do, and that your personality creates your personal reality. Join this growing community to increase your net worth by increasing your self-worth. Now let's jump into today's topic. Hello, hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. Today, we are diving into the benefits of meditation. A few episodes back, I promised to cover the benefits of meditation, the different types of meditation, best practices, etc., And there is so much to cover with meditation that I decided I'm going to break these up into smaller episodes because I think that's, one, going to make it easier for me to talk about, and two, it's probably going to be easier for you to digest. So today, we are focused on the benefits of meditation, and then we'll continue to dive into this topic. So stay tuned for later episodes where I will discuss the different types, the struggles with meditation, and anything else y'all want me to discuss related to meditation. I have not planned out the future episodes with this yet, so now is the time to pop into my Instagram messages or to shoot me an email and let me know if there's a specific part of meditation you want me to dive into. Okay, so with that, meditation. We have talked all about the monkey mind related to meditation, and we've also briefly covered a little bit of the benefits, but today we're going to go into a deeper dive because there's so much more I want to cover with this. But before we jump in, I want to talk about why this topic is so important to me. I used to be the person who always wanted to meditate, but I never did. Like I had this visualization of what a perfect meditation practice would look like and who I would be if I did this, but I never actually did it. And to be honest, I don't think I really wanted to meditate. I just liked the idea of meditating, of who I could be if I were meditating, So I would visualize myself going on vacations and sitting on the beach, losing myself in a meditation practice, or sitting on my porch during a thunderstorm, just peacefully becoming one with nature as rain came down outside, (laughs) or sitting in a park meditating as just the world moved on around me and I was just this stoic person. I loved the idea of what it could look and feel like to meditate, but every time I sat my ass down to do it, I couldn't last more than a few minutes because the idea of meditation was always better than the actual practice. And I loved believing that I had the potential to become a meditator, but I never truly gave the practice a fair shot. And practicing meditation is challenging. It's mentally hard. It's uncomfortable. And I was not a fan of discomfort. So I resisted this. And to be honest, I'm not really sure when I officially transitioned into actually meditating, but it didn't occur until I read like five books on it. I listened to umpteen podcast episodes about it. I was recommended by my therapist as well as like every spiritual practitioner I ran into to have a meditation practice. And even then, it still took me years of resisting this before I actually started my own. And I had so much resistance because I knew it was hard. It wasn't easy. Even though you're just sitting there 
it's challenging to do that. And I looked at meditation the same way I looked at a lot of other good things for you. I looked at it the same way as if it were a vitamin or stretching or foam rolling, you know, all these good things that we know we should be doing. And I also wasn't about to start doing it consistently. But one day that changed for me. And one of the first books I read that really started to change my mind about adopting a true meditation practice was Dr. Joe Dispenza's Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, and then also his book Becoming Supernatural. The thing I love about his books is that Dr. Joe talks about what meditation does to the brain, to your neural networks, to the circuitry, and how this practice can influence your overall energy field. And anyone that's listened to my podcast long enough knows that I believe that we manifest our energy or our identities. And the best way to change our energy and our identity is to adopt a meditation practice. Years into it, I think that's like the one thing I can point to and say, this right here, if just everyone does this for five minutes a day, you will be amazed at the difference this will make in your life. So for me, I noticed the results after about three months or so of meditating semi-consistently. It wasn't every day at the same time. It wasn't the same amount of time, but semi-consistently, either every day or every other day. After about three months, I began to notice a huge shift in myself. Started small at first. It was like small little gradual shifts, but then they became more and more and more apparent. And these shifts were in my mood and in my reactions to things and in my general sense of happiness or perceived happiness. And not only that, but I was also able to focus better. And y'all know I have ADHD, so that's huge for me. But I was able to focus better at work. If I was reading something, I could read it for longer without having to stop and reread something. If I was trying to get a project done, I wasn't getting as distracted as easily. I was able to sleep better, which was huge, especially falling asleep. That's something I struggle with. I was able to get to sleep quicker with less stress involved. I was able to relax more in general. And most importantly, I was becoming more emotionally resilient. Whenever things would go wrong in life, I was significantly less likely to have an explosive moment. And that was huge. And as y'all probably have heard me say before, I come from a family where we repress and suppress all of the things that we're feeling. But what happens when you do that is you bottle these things up. And they have to go somewhere at some point. So they're either going to manifest as dis-ease in the body or some sort of pain that you experience at some point. You know, you throw your back out or something. Or, which is what my family would do a lot, I should say, we would have these emotional bursts that would be random and a lot of times inappropriate for the setting and what actually sets someone off. But because we had so much anger built up and so much frustration built up that something as small as someone cutting you off in traffic could just set you off. And my pops would almost always materialize as these bursts of anger that would come from really out of nowhere, it seemed like. And it could be because the house was a mess or something was not getting done exactly the way I wanted it to, or it was someone else's driving or, you know, someone was going like 20 miles per hour in like a 40 miles per hour zone. I mean, that could make anyone mad, but I would get like enraged. (laughs) And usually my outbursts weren't warranted, but they came on because I couldn't emotionally handle all of the negative emotions I was already experiencing in addition to whatever was occurring at the time. And I would allow these emotions to pile on until I couldn't take any more pressure. 
so that one of these small little scenarios, one of these seemingly insignificant things, would cause me to burst like an inflated balloon because it would just be so much tension built up. And meditation created space for me to experience a lot of those emotions in a much healthier way so that I'm not bottling them up, so that I'm not waiting for things to pop off. So meditation allowed me to be less reactive, less anxious in general, and I still have a lot of work to do on anxiety, but it significantly turned down compared to what it was. Like if there's a volume switch and I was all the way up at 100, I would say now it's down to like 50. And to me, that's huge. That's a big difference compared to what it used to be. Not only am I less reactive, it's not even like I'm just ignoring those emotions. They're just, they're just not being experienced in the same way anymore. It's like my capacity and my maturity for being able to handle these emotions has just improved. There is now space for me to be able to either sit into a meditation and feel into those emotions, or I'm just better able and I have more tools in my, my little toolbox to deal with those emotions the moment they come instead of stuffing them down for later. And that's a direct result of meditation for me. And becoming more emotionally resilient and stable means that I'm not thrown off my game as easily. I'm not thrown into a bad mood or allow bad habits to resurface because I had an off day or an off moment. So meditation has changed my response to my own emotions for the better. And establishing a practice has changed my relationship, not only to myself, but with Evan, with others in my life, and most importantly, to emotions. Emotions used to stress me out (laughs) because I wasn't sure necessarily how to always deal with them. I was stressed that I was stressed or I was stressed that I was angry and I didn't know what to do with that. So I'm no longer ruled by these negative emotions because I'm now creating a state within myself where I know that I can hold these emotions, that I can manage them, that I can feel into them safely and it's not a huge deal. And there are specific type of meditation practices that can help you do that better than others. But regardless, any type of meditation practice is going to help you with emotional resilience. And I don't want to sound like a cliche, but meditation has truly changed my life. And I hope you let it consider changing yours. So with that, let's jump into it. The first thing I want to talk about is what is meditation? In my mind, meditation is two things. The first description that I would use for meditation is that it is the practice of focusing your energy and your mind on something. And you can choose to focus on any number of things, literally nothing or space. You can focus on mindfulness, self-compassion, self-love, loving kindness. You can focus on bodily sensations, your external environment, your internal environment. There is no limit to the type of focus you can bring to your meditation practice. It is simply the act of focusing your energy on something, being intentional, being focused. And the second description I like to use for meditation is that it allows you to connect with your inner self more fully so that you have a better relationship with you. This is like the ultimate form of dating yourself, that thing I talk about all the time. And for many years, I can honestly say that I, I did not like myself very much. I was a mean girl to myself. And I could lend a hand to everyone else around me, except me, except myself. 
And meditation, I could directly point to that and say that that's one of those things that really helped me heal my most important relationship, the one with myself. And I didn't even realize how broken my relationship was with myself until I started going through the process of healing it. And then things started coming up. And I allowed myself, I took away the shame and I sat in the meditation and I allowed myself to experience these things as they came up so that I could heal that, so that I could sit with that and sit with myself. So meditation is more than just sitting in silence. I know it seems like you're just sitting there trying to keep your mind quiet. That's not really what it is. I mean, technically, yes, that could be a version of it, but it's really so much more than just sitting in silence. It's being intentional. It's focusing. It's an invitation to connect with our true selves and to try to tap into that infinite wisdom that resides somewhere within where all the answers lie. That's what we're trying to get to. And meditation is a way for us to discover who we are, our true self, by focusing And people that can tap into that, that can tap into their authenticity, that the true nature of who they really are, are ultimately happier. However, meditation is not a quick fix. It is not a pill that you can take. It is not something you do one time and it resolves your issues. But it is one of the best tools we have for manifestation. And that is why I wanted to dedicate so many episodes to this important topic, It's kind of like if the rest of the manifestation tools were different types of meals, meditation would be breakfast, the most important meal of the day. It is the foundation for everything else to work off of for you. Meditation is like your vitamin, your stretching, your drinking of the water. (laughs) It is that important. And like all those other things, so many of us put it off because it seems so... It's like the lack of doing just doesn't seem very important or the lack of doing is just, I don't know why it's so hard for us to just mentally get over the fact that we make time to do nothing. In our hyper-productive lives, that seems so counterintuitive to our everyday life. And it is. But doesn't that make it more important and not less? These are the questions I was asking myself as I was considering starting my own practice. And yes, it might feel unproductive, to an ego, to a self that has not fully acknowledged the importance of having a practice that requires you to focus on something. And just accept that and do it anyway. And then over time, you'll start to reap the benefits. And then you'll be able to talk your ego down and be like, hey, yeah, I understand why you may not think it's important, but this, this, and this has gone my way now. And that's why it is so critical for me to continue this practice. I guarantee a consistent meditation practice will have a direct impact on your life. And I do not say this lightly. Give yourself three or six months of practicing, at least three minutes a day, and you will begin to see what I mean. So with that, let's talk benefits. Research has shown that the benefits of meditation comes from the challenge of meditation, which is why it's such a pet peeve of mine when people say, I don't meditate because it's difficult. Yes, I know. (laughs) Do it because it's difficult. It isn't meant to be easy. It isn't meant to be comfortable. And our growth comes from the fact that it is uncomfortable because it is challenging. And that's why it's so impactful. And a regular meditation practice will allow us to rewire our brains and our circuitry 
and it'll allow us to recalibrate our hormones and reduce stress and anxiety and improve emotional well-being and enhance concentration and, and promote better sleep. Meditation can help us do so many positive things for our bodies and our minds. And it's like we're giving ourselves a gift whenever we practice it because it's pressing pause on the chaos of everyday life, giving ourselves a little snippet of inner tranquility. I feel like that should be a Hallmark card. (laughs) But to get there, we have to fight for it because meditation isn't easy, but it is worth it. I mean, yes, meditation is easy in the sense that you sit there, (laughs) but it is mentally challenging. It is mentally stimulating deceptively so. And getting over the hurdle of allowing yourself and giving yourself permission to sit, to focus, to sit in the nothingness is a big part of the challenge. And if you're still not convinced, let's just discuss a few of the benefits that a regular meditation practice can have on our lives. The first benefit is stress reduction. I don't know a single person that doesn't need that right now. (laughs) Meditation is best known for its ability to reduce stress levels. And we can actually activate our body's relaxation response or our parasympathetic system, if you remember that from another episode. And we can do this through bodily awareness and mindfulness and many other types of meditations. The type of meditation doesn't necessarily matter. It's the act of meditating. And when we do this, we're activating our rest and digest system, that parasympathetic system. And that can counteract the physiological and psychological effects of stress on our bodies and our mind by reducing the levels of our stress hormone cortisol in the body. So if you ever find yourself in a state of fight or flight, the best thing you can do, of course, as long as you're not in like a life-threatening situation, maybe don't be getting chased and then hit pause to meditate, not going to go well for you. But assuming that it is just something like a work deadline or something that's coming up that's causing you anxiety or stress, take one minute to stop and meditate. Break that cycle. Don't allow that neural pathway to continue running its course. And this tip, of course, has improved my mental health. But more than that, it's also helped keep me from making terrible decisions. (laughs) Because I'm not coming from a place of stress. I'm not coming from a place of a caged animal that is trying to make life or death judgment calls. Instead, I'm coming from a more calm and relaxed place. So let's say you're overwhelmed by a project that was just dumped on you. Take a second to sit with the shit for a minute. Sit with the shit. We're going to get that on shirts. (laughs) I'm sitting with the shit. Or let's say that you receive a passive-aggressive text from your mother-in-law. Take a minute. Or maybe you have a thousand errands to run that day and you're stressed about getting them all done. Great. Take a minute. There's an old Buddhist parable that says the less time you have to meditate, the more you need it. Or if you only have time for five minutes of meditation, you need two hours. Something like that. I don't remember exactly how it goes, but it's a really good one. The second benefit of meditation is that it improves our emotional well-being. And this benefit is a thousand percent tied to my own personal experience. Meditation offers a very powerful tool for not only managing, but also regulating our emotions. And it does this by having us observe our own thoughts and feelings, but without the judgment, without the self-shame. So that way we can develop a greater understanding of our own emotional patterns, and then we can respond to them with greater clarity and compassion. So we're not being reactive. We're coming from a place of focus and intentionality. So we become more resilient and better able to withstand discomfort. 
And this improves our well-being because the more we're able to withstand discomfort, the happier we are. There's a direct correlation between the two. So instead of judging ourselves for negative emotions, we allow them to exist and we create space for them through these meditations. And having meditation practices where you do experience these emotions keeps these emotions from storing within our body and wreaking havoc later. And like I said earlier, we know that can cause dis-ease within the body. So having a strong practice, having a meditation practice will lead to improved emotional resilience, enhanced self-awareness, and overall just a greater ability to navigate challenging situations. And I think we could all benefit from that. I'm pointing to myself, even though y'all can't see me doing that. (laughs) Additionally, a long-term consistent meditation practice has been shown by researchers to be just as effective as antidepressants for symptoms of depression. Of course, this is not me telling you to get off your antidepressants. I'm just saying that research is showing that meditation can impact symptoms of depression just as much as antidepressants, according to research. And there's a book that I recently read that talks a lot about this. If you want to check that out, it is called Altered Traits. Science reveals how meditation changes your your mind, brain, and body. And like I said, if you are on antidepressants, don't just get off without talking to your doctor or consulting your medical team. None of the advice that I give should be interpreted as medical advice. So make sure you research and consult your doctors before you make any changes to your healthcare. But it is nice to know that meditation could positively impact you if you suffer from depression. And I can say this from my own personal experience that it does help me. So even though meditation is uncomfortable, it builds resilience within us because of that discomfort, because of our ability to tolerate it in that setting very intentionally. And this improves our overall tolerance for failure, which will allow us to take greater risks and try new things. So if you feel like you don't have enough tolerance to be able to do something risky, like start your own business or change jobs or try to negotiate a higher salary, meditation can help you work on that resilience. So that way you can tolerate failure in the future and maybe go after some of those things that have been on your to-do list. So in other words, meditation can have a direct impact on your ability to take action. Law of inspired action. Is this ringing any bells? (laughs) And this will allow us to go after the things we want in life. Direct connection right there to manifestation for you. The third benefit is that meditation enhances our mental clarity and focus. It allows us to focus longer. And y'all know I suffer from ADHD, and if any of you have neurodivergent labels of any sort, this one is also for you. Through consistent meditation, I have been able to cultivate the ability to quiet the incessant chatter of my mind, and this allows me to enter into a state of focused awareness. But when I get off the mat, I notice that that focused awareness continues into whatever I do next. And I'm able to sit and work on something longer without getting distracted, without my monkey mind coming into play. And the longer I have my practice, the more often this ends up being true for myself. 
And there is research that backs this up as well. That book I mentioned earlier, Altered Traits, there's a whole chapter on how and why meditation can improve our ability to focus and how and why it actually impacts our brain so much so that it's not just impacting us during meditation, but afterward. When you go into that Excel spreadsheet or you go to get organized for the day or you go to form an argument against someone, (laughs) your brain is able to function more efficiently and it's not going to get distracted as easily. Of course, we'll still struggle with it, but it is a thousand times better when you start a practice. And it is one of the only things we can do to help quiet our monkey mind over time. All those thoughts that keep popping into our brain, I have like a thousand of them every second it feels like. A meditation practice will directly impact that in a positive way. It'll start to slow things down. And I think I mentioned this in one of the last couple episodes about meditation, but it is like a system defragmentation for your brain. It's organizing bits of material into more searchable categories for you later. (laughs) And the monkey mind is directly correlated with being unhappy. The more disorganized our brain, the less happy we report ourselves to be. And meditation impacts this because it decreases the activity of our default mode network within our brain. And that's where the monkey mind occurs. That's where our mind tends to wander. So whenever we decrease the activity within that part of our brain, it allows us to feel more at peace, more focused, and of course, therefore, more happy. More happy. Happier? More happy. Happier. I think it's happier. The fourth benefit I have for you of meditation is that it improves your physical health. So even though you're just sitting there, you're probably thinking it's not doing a whole lot for you. It actually is. Meditation has a positive effect on our bodies. And people that consistently meditate tend to have lower blood pressure, reduced risk of heart disease, improved immune function, and even reduced perception of physical pain. In one study, people who meditated consistently could withstand temperatures five degrees hotter and five degrees colder than the average person. So they took a group of average Joes that didn't meditate, and then they took a group of people that just started meditating, meditating, and then they took another group of seasoned meditators. And they found that people that were meditating, even if they were fairly new, had increased pain tolerance. And more seasoned meditators had an even larger delta for perceived pain tolerance. And the group of meditators also reported less emotional pain and increased compassion to life-altering events. So that's things like death in the family, divorce, layoffs, something happening to their significant other. Yes, it was still painful. Yes, they still had their own process, but they reported less emotional pain and increased compassion for those events and acceptance. So I don't think anything really makes those kinds of events in life easier, but there was a direct correlation to the mental health benefits of meditation for people that were going through those traumatic experiences. And it was a positive effect for those people. And it allowed them to get back to their regular lives quicker. The fifth benefit is better sleep. And I don't know anyone who doesn't want better sleep. But especially today, our world is just filled with a ton of distractions and stimuli, mainly from our phones, if we're, you know, being very honest here. And because many of us have so much going on throughout the day, it's difficult for us to unwind. And therefore, we can struggle to fall asleep. We can struggle to stay asleep. But instead of reaching for that bottle of melatonin, 
take note that meditation can actually be a really powerful remedy for insomnia and other sleep disorders. And it can also improve our sleep quality and allow us to wake up feeling refreshed because it promotes relaxation, it reduces anxiety, it quiets the mind, and it prepares our body and mind for a restful night's sleep. So if you're not a morning meditator or an afternoon meditator, even just hitting the timer for three minutes right before you go to sleep might be able to help you go to sleep quicker. And this is something I actually implement every single night. I put one ear pod in my ear and I turn on a meditation using Insight Timer. And that is one of my favorite apps. No promotion, by the way. I'm not affiliated with them whatsoever as of the date of this podcast episode. Maybe one day I should reach out to them. Anyway, <laughs> that is one of my favorite timers, Insight Timer. I want to say it's like $4.99 or something like that to download, but then you have access to all these free meditations. You can do a paid version, which is like, I think, 50 bucks a year. But I just pop in a meditation every single night before bed and I will listen to that and it'll just rock me to sleep. And that is how I'm able to get over tossing and turning before bed. And added bonus points, if you just set the timer, there's a timer within Insight Timer that you can put on waves or birds or bells or like whatever your jam is. And I will just set it for three minutes so I can do that focused meditation first, which helps prep me for the sleep meditation that I do to help myself go to sleep. So that's also a little hack, too. If you're worried about not being productive, maybe meditation is the thing you do as you're going to sleep or before you go to sleep. It'll still have positive ramifications for you. So there's a little multitask tip for you. <laughs> the sixth benefit of meditation is it increases your self-awareness and acceptance. So this kind of ties in a little bit with your resiliency and a couple of the other ones I mentioned earlier, but it's also worth mentioning on its own because Meditation encourages us to become aware of our own thoughts, patterns, and beliefs without the judgment. So pretty much our identity, right? Our energy. I talk about this a lot. We manifest our identities, our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors. And all of that culminates into our identity. And that's what we're manifesting more of. That's the version of us that is taking certain actions, which determines what we're manifesting more of. It's also indicative of our overall energy, who we are, how we're coming across to people. You could even say your identity is a result of your past emotions, thoughts, and behaviors. And that's also true. Meditation allows us to become aware of this current self, who we are in the present as a result of things that happened in the past. All those things culminated into who we are currently. And instead of trying to change something about ourselves, when we practice mindfulness, we're encouraged to accept what is and simply become aware of it. And it's like I always say, once you become aware, you cannot help but change. And with this awareness comes the opportunity for self-growth, self-compassion, and ultimately self-acceptance. And that right there is like one of the biggest things for meditation, for shadow work, for any of the self-healing stuff that we talk about. This one is a huge one for that. And also sort of tied in with benefit number six is benefit number seven, improving our ability to have compassion and empathy. However, not only compassion and empathy for ourselves, but meditation can improve our capacity to show and express compassion and empathy for others. So if you ever struggle to show compassion or empathy or to connect with someone when they're going through something, meditation can help you do that. And regularly engaging in a meditation practice can lead to greater empathy, 
kindness, a deeper sense of connection with others. And this can have a profound impact on our relationships. It can foster harmony, more understanding. And overall, it's going to give us more positive social interactions with other people because we will be coming from a place of understanding and compassion. And I have had people tell me before that they struggle with empathy, especially in the work setting. So if this is you, if this resonates, meditation can help you connect with that part of you. The eighth benefit of meditation is that it improves our brain function. And this is probably the most exciting benefit of meditation because I love to nerd out on this information. (laughs) But science is finally able to show us through fMRIs and EEGs that meditation has a direct impact on the structure of our brains for the better. In one study, it was found that people who consistently meditated had more gray matter than those who did not, which meant that they had better cognitive functioning and a reduced likelihood of developing dementia or Alzheimer's. And Alzheimer's, there's a history of that in my family. So this is a study that I was very interested and very excited about because there's still debate about whether or not it's hereditary. Even so, the environment that most of our ancestors were exposed to is not that much different, if not even better, than our current environment. So I think as we deal with environmental impacts and we deal with trying to get a lot of these chemicals and things like that out of our body, out of our environment, it's very important that we think about things like dementia and Alzheimer's because there is a direct correlation with environment, or I should say a polluted environment, and Alzheimer's dementia, or I should say the likelihood of developing dementia and Alzheimer's. So I feel like meditation is a way to help us fight back some of the things that we can't really control. We can control our environment a little bit to an extent, but at the end of the day, we can't really control 100% what we're exposed to because we're outside, we're inside, we're at work, we're in all these different places where we don't have control over what cleaning products they use or what's in the air or who smokes nearby you or any number of things or even what's in your food when you go out to eat. You don't always have complete control. And so meditation can be one of those things that you add to your lifestyle to help counteract a lot of that exposure. And meditation has also proven to preserve our brains better as we age because it enhances our connectivity between different brain regions. It also increases the size of our hippocampus, which is responsible for learning and memory. And then it also decreases the size of our amygdala, which is the part of our brain that's responsible for fear, anxiety, and stress. It also improves the connection between our prefrontal cortex, which is the part of our brain behind our forehead, which is where reasoning comes from and our amygdala, which is responsible for fear, anxiety, and stress, so that we're less reactive and more reasonable when faced with challenges. And this very much ties into a lot of the other benefits I mentioned previously. So this is kind of a reason for a lot of those benefits, is these impact on your circuitry within your brain that's allowing a lot of those benefits to come to fruition. And that's just a little bit. There are so many more impacts what meditation can do for the brain. If you want to nerd out more about this topic and how the brain is impacted by meditation, one of my favorite episodes on meditation and its impact on the brain, like if you want to get really granular and you want to go way further into the brain structure than I am capable of understanding, (laughs) 
I highly, highly recommend the Huberman Lab podcast, specifically episode number 96. Dr. Huberman is a neuroscientist who has a lab at Stanford where they have actually studied the impact of meditation on the brain. And everything he covers in that episode is fascinating. Again, it's episode number 96. And I will link that for you in the show notes so you can easily find it if you want to check that out. I highly, highly, highly recommend you tune into that. So even if you have a person in your life who is not spiritual at all, have them listen to that podcast episode at a minimum. It is amazing. I've sent it to like everyone in my family, even the people that are as like anti-woo-woo as you could possibly think of. And his episode is purely based on research and the structures of the brain. So for anyone that's into STEM or anything like that, you're going to love it. And in fact, you should probably all just go listen to that anyway for some added motivation because I think it's that great. It is a long episode, though. It's about an hour and 45 minutes, maybe two hours, something like that. I will link it in the show notes. You can watch it in parts. Highly recommend. Okay, the last benefit of meditation, number nine, is that it is a manifestation superpower. Yes, I'm going to use the word superpower. (laughs) I believe that meditation is a superpower for manifestation because not only does it help balance our nervous system, and make us more resilient, and all of the other things that I already mentioned, but it allows us to focus our intention and our awareness on the things that matter most to us. And I can't think of a single thing that would be more beneficial for manifestation than that, because it's directly tied into visualization and imagining a life for yourself and focusing on the parts of your life that you desire that you want. It also allows us to calm down that monkey mind. So instead of allowing ourselves to get distracted by the million things that pop into our mind throughout the day, we're better able to control those thoughts that come and go. So if you've ever had thoughts like, well, how do I stop having so many negative thoughts? How do I stop resisting? What can I do to manifest this? How do I manifest on autopilot? How do I stop thinking about so many negative things and instead think about some more positive things? Well, meditation is that answer. It may not be easy, but this is the golden ticket to help you with all the things I just mentioned. Meditation is encouragement of the absence of thought, so it's also a practice in the absence of resistance. Absence of thought is absence of resistance because you're not sitting there thinking, oh, I can't really do this, that, and the other, and all your self-doubt and your fear. It's not present in the absence of thought. There's no resistance in the absence of thought. So meditation creates an opening for allowing and receiving for manifestation. And when you're more intentional and you're more focused and you are more directed with the thoughts that you do want to experience, you get to choose what you want to engage in and you get to choose what kind of thoughts would better serve you. And when we get to this state every day, we're creating a doorway for the things we want to manifest. So y'all, I cannot tell you enough how great meditation is for you. It's what I wish everyone and their mom would do, meditate. (laughs) And the benefits I've covered in this episode, honestly, they barely scratch the surface of what meditation can do for you. And if you're really starting to get interested and you're still not quite convinced, start listening to an audiobook. Read some of Joe Dispenza's stuff. I love his Becoming Supernatural and then also his Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Those are two great books if you just want a little bit more motivation to get started. 
I also mentioned that Altered Traits book. That's another good one. It's a little bit more science-y, but it's also another great one that might help you embrace a meditation practice. So if you're really serious about creating a life you enjoy, take this to heart. Begin your own journey. And like I said in the last episode about meditation, it only takes three minutes a day to start seeing some of these benefits. Three minutes a day with 13 being like the ideal minimum, five minutes being like the second best minimum, and then three minutes is like the absolute minimum in order to begin impacting your brain in positive ways. And I think they said with those minimums in mind, aim for about three to six months to notice differences. And that's being consistent. I don't know where those numbers came from, but Huberman Lab actually talks about it. So three minutes is like the absolute minimum. Five minutes is second best. 13 minutes is like, great. If you can do that every day, you're going to see results much faster. And remember, a meditation practice does not require that you set aside two hours. It does not require a special meditation pillow. It does not require special incense or music or the house to be silent. You don't have to give yourself a set of conditions in order to meditate. You can meditate at the airport. You can meditate in a loud room. You can meditate with family all around you. There is no requirements for how you meditate. But try to see if you can gift yourself three minutes a day. Three minutes to completely change your physical, psychological, and spiritual health. Three minutes to help you manifest the life you want. That's only 180 seconds of work to help you reach your goals. So ask yourself what you're willing to sacrifice in order to get the things you want in life. Would 180 seconds a day be worth it? I'll leave that to you. And like I mentioned at the very beginning of this episode, this topic is so important to me that I am breaking it up and there will be future episodes about meditation. The next one I plan to do is going to be about the different types of meditation. So tune in later for that one as well. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with me today. Have a fantastic rest of your week, and I will catch y'all in the next episode. Until then, go out there and manifest some miracles. I hope y'all enjoyed today's episode. If you want to check out the show notes, head over to www.themodernmanifestation.com forward slash blog. If you're loving this podcast, please drop me a review, share this episode with a loved one, and follow me on Instagram at Modern Manifestation. I love y'all so much, and thanks for listening. Bye.